Introducing Minor Wisdom Quintet. She is from Canadian High School in Canadian, Texas. Now, I would challenge a lot of Texans to see if they even knew that there was a Canadian Texas. Most of us know that there's a Paris, Texas, but Canadian Texas? So, anyway, it is a 3A school. I'm trying really hard. I'm doing my very best to get directors from not just 5 and 6A schools, uh, but uh, it's difficult. They're... It's just a different type of background. It's a different type of education. It's a different, different. Well, not a different type of education, but it it is a different type of department. Uh, and so maybe it turns into a different type of education. Maybe it's a little more one to one in these smaller schools. But I did uh, get her on. So again, a three A school represent the three A. What what? It's been a hell of a week this week, uh, personally speaking. Uh, not not bad, but I did have to get a COVID test because I had a student that I was in close contact with test positive, and so I started not feeling so well, but it was very much allergies, and you know, this current variant, the Delta variant, that's kind of what the symptom is, is you feel like you have a cold, you feel like you have allergies, so I went and got tested on Thursday and uh, waited and got very impatient. And then I went and got a rapid test, and that was negative. And then I got my results from the PCR, and that was negative, so I'm negative. And, uh, you know, like most people would tell you, I know there are some people out there that might tell you that I'm always negative, but hey oh, dad jokes. Anyway, but uh, I don't feel very well, and I think it's just allergies, and so I, I do kind of... I do kind of think that it's actually because I'm now sitting in a scene shop eight hours a day. My office is in our scene shop at our school. My classes are in the scene shop at our school. I'm constantly in a scene shop, whereas the only time I was ever really in a scene shop full time was during summer uh, musicals at, at Galveston, back when they were doing those outdoor musicals. But the scene shop was uh, an outdoor, literally an outdoor Pepsi can. It was a, a shack, a shed, painted. It was a rounded shed, a semicircle that was painted to look like a Pepsi can. That's the only time that I spent long, long, long hours without ever coming out of a scene shop. And it, but it was uh, open air, pretty much. So this is kind of my first time in my life to spend this many hours in a scene shop uh, for days on end. And so I'm starting to think that maybe, just maybe, my body doesn't like that. And so I do have an alternative that I will present to my boss on Monday now that I'm testing negative, negatory. So it's good that I'm negative, um, but I still don't feel that well. And uh, I'm glad that I can like put my kids to bed now because... That was kind of a problem, not being able to be around my kids because I didn't know. So that was uh, that, that kind of sucks. But hopefully everybody is healthy out there. I know there are some Facebook posts. Uh, just I just want to say, Annie, I hope you're doing well. And uh, it just sucks. Um, you know, I'm not going to get too candid about kind of how districts treat their theater teachers as opposed to other people, but I can tell you that somebody very, very close to me 
very close to me, might even live in my house, uh, is is getting kind of the runaround as well with their particular workplace. Trying to choose my words wisely. I don't know why because you know what I'm talking about. But uh, theater teachers just in certain places, you know, we were very spoiled in Fort Bend. And I knew that when we were there and my wife knew that when she was there. Fort Bend's a very good district to work for. Uh, is it the best? No, it's not, but it's a very good district to work for, and you do get a lot of uh, opportunities that you would not get in a lot of other districts. It's it's in a small percentile as far as just amenities, if you will. Uh, there's my dusty road, if you will. Um, so I, I enjoyed Fort Bend, but I can tell you that my wife might have enjoyed it more and didn't know that until she went to a different district. Anyway, so it just kind of sucks. It's opening our eyes to kind of some things that uh, we wish we had or I, I don't. I'm in a hell of an awesome spot. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, shame on uh, certain administrative folks that don't allow their teachers to do their jobs. And that's all I'm going to say about that. But uh, I will move on. The other thing that I wanted to mention is I got into, uh, I saw some, I don't normally like to respond on people's posts on these kind of national Facebook pages, but I finally did because somebody said, you know, I've got these kids that aren't listening. They don't do anything in my class and they don't even want to be there and blah, blah, blah. And we've all had those kids, every single one of us. If you've ever taught an elective, you've had those kids. Um, and somebody replied, just give them an F, fail them. And I, t- I'm totally against that. I'm totally against that. And I know that it's an ideal uh, utopian world to say, get to know all your kids. But it's true. Like, if you have kids that are struggling or don't want to be there, which is usually less than the people that do, usually... I'm assuming, uh, then yeah, get to know what's interest in what what they're interested in. If I could speak English gooder, but get to know what they're interested in. I don't understand why that's so difficult. But somebody said, yeah, easier said than done in your beautiful little world, and um, I kind of took exception to that. But I I don't know. Maybe I'm just somewhat old school, you know. Get to know your kids a little bit, even if you do teach. Which, by the way, that person said I taught seven classes with forty five kids in them you try to get to know 140 kids and I really really wanted to reply boy am I glad you don't teach math but I didn't here's my reply right there but I don't think this person listens because they're not even in the state of Texas but uh yeah it was just uh one of those things I try to keep my mouth shut on the Facebooks about it but alas I just am a strong believer that you don't just fail the kid you do make an attempt now eventually is there a place to just fail the kid absolutely have I done that? Absolutely. But have I tried to get to know them first and put in more time trying to get to know them than failing them? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, you know, that's about it. Uh, sign up for TXCTA. Some changes might be coming. I don't know. Uh, that's the rumor on the street. So I hope not. I hope everything rolls as planned for the sake of the organization and for the sake of just kind of PD and, and, and camaraderie and teachers getting to see other teachers and such. But, uh, I'm really kind of skeptical about that. And also make sure you sign up. I think it's coming up in a week and a half or something for a big festival, state festival, thespians. So that's going to be kind of fun. And TTEC is around the corner as well. Late January. Uh, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure they've released where that's going to be, but 
uh, I can tell you I'm excited about it. So uh, it's going to be, you know, we got some things coming up. Stay masked. We should be shutting down, but uh, I don't want to, whatever. Anyway, but stay masked, stay, stay very safe, stay healthy, be smart about how you plan your uh, classrooms and such, and just, uh, yeah, do your very, very best to stay very, very healthy and very, very clean and such. Wash your hands, fools. Anyway, follow me on the Twitter, follow me or friend me on the Facebook, uh, and all of the above. Leave a review if you'd like. Enjoy this week's interview with the 3A director. Need more of you? Need more 3Ers? I don't know who you are. Shout out to me so that I know who you are. But uh, thank you to Misty Walser for coming on from Canadian High School. Who knew? Who knew there was a Canadian? Well, Misty did. Enjoy. My name is Misty Walser, and I teach at Canadian High School. It's a small 3A. It's up in the panhandle in the northeast corner. Um pretty much a hundred miles away from anything. Um, it's very isolated. Um, I grew up here and when my, my husband grew up here as well. And when we decided we wanted to have kids, um, we moved back here to raise our kids here. So, um, I always tell people I kind of did things backwards. Um, I had my kids and then I went back to school and finished my degree. And my degree is actually in English. I started out as a theater major uh, and then I got married and realized real quick that I couldn't be a theater major and married and work full time. So um, about uh, a year in, I changed to an English major. Um, and then I had three kids. <laughs> so uh, we uh, moved back to Canadian. Um, and like I said, we're really isolated. So when my youngest went to kindergarten, I um, went back to school to finish my degree, which Sounds easy until you think about the fact that I'm a two and a half hour drive away from the nearest four-year or four-year university. So um, lucky for me, we had Wayland Baptist University, and they were one of the kind of the first schools to start some online education programs. Um, so I kind of did my degree online before it was cool. Uh, so I did that, and. Um, then I decided to go and get my teaching certificate. And from there, um, I did student teaching in theater and speech. Um, I'll kind of go back into the background about how I got into theater. But um, I did student teaching and then there wasn't a job opening. And I knew that I wanted to teach theater. And I thought, well, if I have to, I'll teach speech. Um, so I waited and I subbed and I did a lot of long-term subs and I waited for three years. <laughs> so um, after three, the three years were up, uh, the theater position came open here in Canadian. So um, I did that and I started in 2019, 2020. So I got to do all of one act and go to district competition and we advanced and it was all awesome. And then the next day, COVID shut everything down. So that was my first year teaching experience. Um, luckily, I had a lot of subbing experience and I'm a mom of teenagers. So um, that helped. All of those things helped the first year craziness. Um, this year, you know, went back with all the COVID, the online teaching, all of that stuff. And so I'm just thinking this next year has got like, I'm, I'm golden now because I've done the two years of COVID teaching. So surely I've, you know, I'm golden. Um, 
So I'll talk a little bit how I got into theater. Um, so I, like many others on this podcast, have a Tal Ostraco connection. Um, he was teaching in Canadian when I was young and uh, I, my, I'm the baby of the family and I'm the entertainer and they were all like, oh, they're, they're needing munchkins for the Wizard of Oz for Tal Lestraco's Wizard of Oz that he's doing. And so they loaded me up and took me down there. So I got to be a munchkin in Tal Lestraco's Wizard of Oz when I was like in kindergarten. So that was my first, and I don't remember a lot of it. I just remember loving being on stage. Um, so that was my first real experience. And then um, I've really been in theater ever since. I did it um, like in church plays and anytime anybody needed somebody for a skit, they were like, go find Misty. She'll be in the skit. She loves to be in front of an audience. Um, I did one act all through high school. Uh, I did theater camp every summer for two weeks at West Texas A&M Theater Camp. Um, and then when I had that little downtime, kid time, all of that, um, I did, we started community theater here in my little town. And I got really involved in community theater and got to act and got to direct and got to do, you know, set design and a lot of that cool stuff that I hadn't previously gotten to do before because I'd always been on stage. So that was a really an eye opener for me that, huh, okay, I like more than just acting. Um, I also started a um, children's community theater um, summer camp. And I started that about, let's see, my youngest was three. So it would have been like 2008. And I just kind of started it because our town didn't have anything like it. And I wanted my kids to be able to do it. Um, and it has, it has really grown. And now I have kids that I had when they were like preschoolers and now they're in my high school classes. So that's really fun and cool. So yeah, that's, that's kind of the story. All right. So through all that, I, uh, and I, my little note-taking device auto-corrected to Canada. So pardon me yeah. if I miss, of course, well, first of all, what, what is, do you know what your town is named after? The Canadian River. Oh, okay. So, and actually, one of your first podcasts is that, or podcasts that I listened to, you had Kelly Russell. Yeah. And he's actually from yeah. here. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I didn't ask him that, though. <laughs> yeah. I don't think. Now yeah. now that you say that, maybe it, it's ringing a little bit of a bell, but yeah. I, I don't remember yeah, if but, either. Yeah, but. I've done a lot of these, but yeah, I should remember someone like uh, Kelly Russell, but whatever sorry kelly uh so you you have an english degree i have rightly or wrongly have said because i was told this not because i was i'm a huge believer and and you can probably dive deeply into this this subject as not only an english degree holder but also a theater person shakespeare uh should English teachers be teaching Shakespeare? And you tell me why it's okay. Because <laughs> I've always been told that Shakespeare has, you know, obviously you have to do a table read and you have to read Shakespeare, but it is meant to be performed, not just dissected as a text. But every text has a right to be dissected solely as a text does that make sense you know so yes yeah talk about that because because my students come to me all the time like well my English teacher said and I'm like ah, but it has to you should perform it you know what I mean so yeah I have mixed emotions because um 
I feel like maybe you should study it because that might be their only exposure to it ever. And there's so many like allusions and literature to all the different Shakespeare things. And so I have mixed emotions about it. I feel like if you really want to appreciate Shakespeare, you're totally right. It needs to be on the stage, but um, I'm kind of want kids to have that exposure to it too. Okay. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. So what, what have you taught English as well? Um, no, okay. I actually, um, in that three year period while yeah. I was waiting to, um, get a theater job, yeah. I, um, got serious about writing. I've always been a writer. Okay. Um, so I actually published my first book well, in that little period of time pl- too. Do you, do you so. want to uh, plug away? Like what, I mean, <laughs> what's well, the, what's yeah. the, what's it I'm about? The, uh, it's like a time travel romance, like uh, back to the future kind of, but she goes back to the nineties. So. <laughs> I would read that. I don't, <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, that's my, that's my dad. I mean, I was born in the eighties, early eighties, but I remember uh-huh. the nineties, you know, Yeah. I guess I remember a couple things from the eighties, but like Cindy Lauper and stuff, but uh, okay. Are you a doctor who fan? Uh, no. Oh, okay. And it's probably one of the only time travel shows that I'm really not big okay. into. Okay. Um, but all that being said is the, with the whole English thing is, I find them to be really, really similar because it's all about telling a story, right. you know, and it helps me immensely when I'm trying to cut things because yeah. I kind of understand story, story structure and all of that thing that, that goes along with sure. that. So they're just so interconnected. Okay. Yeah. That, uh, now I want to just talk to you about time travel and back to the future and, and why they should never have made the third movie. But anyway, <laughs> Uh, that's a, that's a whole, (laughs) that's a different (laughs) podcast probably. So, uh, did, did your time as a long-term sub kind of help you, uh, cause a little backstory on me, this podcast is not about me, even though it has my name on it, it's about you. But my, my wife did long-term subbing for a while, uh, before she got into the classroom and it, it not only a helped her understand which ages she should not be teaching, but it also helped her understand the psychology of kids before, like, so it made day one easier for her. Is that a similar kind of story for you? Yes, for sure. It helped me a lot and it made me a better, like I am, you want to sub for me because I will leave you very detailed instructions. I will make sure the kids have twice as much work as they need to keep them entertained. But it really, it really helped prepare me. Like I didn't feel like I was a first year teacher at all. What what is something, what is something that we need to do better for our subs? What is like, is it, is it as simple as just leave better instructions or should we trust our subs more uh, with teaching the content? Uh, You know, what it, other than leaving yeah. them like, hey, just show Hunt for Red October. I don't know why I chose that movie. But what is it that we Because I, I know personally I need to be better at what I do for my substitutes. What what should we be doing? I've never subbed, so I don't yeah. I don't know. Well, the trusting for content was a big one for me because those were the favorite my favorite teachers that I got to sub for is if they would leave me lesson plans and I could actually teach and have something to do with the kids if I could help them. Um, and be involved with them. Um, my least favorite ones were when they said they've got, you know, Edmodo or something and they just sat on their computers and I just sat there and kind of looked at them and they weren't really doing what they were supposed to be doing. And I wasn't, you know, 
So definitely, I think that's a big one, but just having, keeping them busy, like the ones that would say they can just work on other work. Oh, that was horrible. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, shoot, I get real bored doing the most uh, mundane things. So I'm assuming as a sub six, seven periods a day. Yeah. That's got to get, yeah, I get that. I'm sorry, substitutes, if you're listening to me, (laughs) I have done you a disservice. I I love my new school and I, I don't, want to talk too much about my new school, but, uh, I'm teaching at an independent, I've learned very quickly. It's not private school. It's independent schools, what they're called, but, uh, at independent school, the oh. there's no difference. There's, okay. I mean, it's just, they're just, calling it something they just, it's no longer called private school. Yeah. Even though it's private school, but, uh, they, they the, the sub system, there is no sub system. Like if I wanted Misty to come in and sub for me, because I knew that she was really good at, x y and z and i knew i was going to be out for two classes i would have you come in it's almost like a clinician rather than a substitute um which is a whole new i think that's a great format but that's a whole new mindset you know you you know but anyway uh that's you know that's my spiel on substitutes are your kids in your uh program (laughs) yeah so my oldest um why'd you why'd you laugh (laughs) It's a joy and a curse. Yeah. Joy and a blessing. All right. Yeah. Um, We sometimes, like, it's some days it sucks for both of us. And some days it's so awesome. And I can't believe we get to do it together. So, um, we, my oldest was in it when I was student teaching and I helped with one act and did all of that. And then when I started, my middle daughter was a senior and my youngest daughter was a freshman. So, um, and my oldest daughter ended up having one of the leads that year and we had some, and the other problem, (laughs) we had some rough, rough spots. The other problem is we live 15 miles out in the country. So we would come home at like 930 at night with that 15 minutes after, or after rehearsals. And I would be like, you need to do this and you need to do this. And I can't believe you did this. So we, we came to a nice agreement last year that no talking about rehearsals in the car. And I think that has made us both a little bit more chill about the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and I had, I don't, I had both Dragoos on Billy and Annie Dragoo, and I don't remember which one said similarly, they had to create this agreement with their daughter, Sadie to say, Hey, when we leave the the school, we're done. We're family now. Yeah, no, I get that. And I, and I somewhat selfishly personally ask because both my daughters, um, are most likely headed down the path of theater because my wife's a theater teacher. I'm a theater teacher. So it's more about, it's, this is more about me trying to plan for me. I don't care about the listeners, you know, (laughs) if they get something out of it, good for them. But, um, well, that's, that's fun. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it. My wife is two years away from having my daughter in her program. So oh, fun. yeah, we'll see. Well, we'll see. We, she may be laughing too. Uh, <laughs> so we will we kind of dipped our toes in it during theater camp, you know, cause they would okay. be in my camp plays, but that's, you know, that's for fun, not but, for, but did that help? Uh, yeah, I think it did. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's good advice. That's why we're yeah. here. It's like the, we're, we're like the, uh, the, the 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 Phil Donahue the uh, Doctor Phil whatever you whatever Phil you want to you know uh, we're we're helping out people so for for this past year and I'm going all over the board but if you 
are a listener to the podcast, you know that I don't. There's no order to my questions. For for a small town, was this past year, and we'll say half because it wasn't really a half, but March of the previous year, was it different with COVID? Was like were you hearing uh, a variety of stories from your uh, uh, teaching friends from outside of Canada or maybe in uh, larger areas, Dallas, the Amar- you said you're uh, about an hour out of Amarillo. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. So um, were you hearing, diff- like, was there a differentiation between what you all had to put up with compared to what a more dense population was putting up with? Yeah, for sure. We um, went back to school in September on our normal calendar, um, but we did it with masks. And our school did a really great job of just juggling all of the COVID stuff. Um, You could choose to go virtual. Uh, Most of the kids chose to go um, in person and we we were masked up for everything. Um, And we never, well, we had that, you know, March to May where everybody was out, but that was our extent of just, you know, totally being out of school. So we felt super blessed that we could go back face to face and, you know, just being out in the middle of nowhere and smaller, we never really had any crazy, crazy numbers. We kind of had that after Christmas spike that everybody had, but um, it was never anything just unbearable. Did you do shows? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did a eighth grade one act. <laughs> still, all sounds like up. you still have PTSD a little bit about. No. It. <laughs> all right. Uh, I did my own adaptation of uh, Spoon River because I was like, that way, if somebody gets quarantined or somebody does something, we just take your little, you know, your little monologue out, and we keep on rolling. And good thing we did. I think we had about four kids that got pulled out of it for quarantining and stuff. So. Okay. Good for you. And. Uh, has, has Canada always been two, three, a, I know it, when it shifted to six, I'm assuming it went up to three. Yeah. It's always been like that. Uh, yeah. and so because of that, and, and part of the reason I wanted to have you on is because I don't have a lot of two slash three, a, you know, now you're three, but, uh, uh, directors on here. And so I don't get that perspective very much. Um, this, I'm going to try to ask this eloquently and I, I do this all the time. I say that all the time, but do you know anything else other than three a slash when you were in school two a like, yeah, is it, no. you know, so, so for you, me saying, Oh man, I'd love to have a two, three a on, uh, you, you're like, well, okay, cool. But if, but, but if you had been at a five or six a, you would know the difference. You would see that kind of world being different. Um, yeah. The, and so you don't really even know, you don't know your own struggles because you've never been on the other side. If that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. And you're right. Um, I do have some friends in some bigger schools. And one of my first things that I did was go to a tech, um, like a tech thing for theater teachers because that scared me to death I was like I have to teach a technical class um so I went down Pearland Pearland right is that how you say it Uh, oh Pearland Pearland yeah 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 yeah. I I didn't know you were talking about Houston area yeah 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 yeah. Pearland yeah Yeah. uh anyway I went to a tech uh workshop there for quite a trek yeah yeah. I, I mean, I had to fly and rent a car okay, and do all okay, that stuff. Okay. But um, I, luckily I have a su- super, super supportive people at my school, my superintendent, my um, principal, and they were like, go, go do whatever you need to do. And, um, but anyway, I saw their, 
their all their facilities and their you know their 6a and I was like holy cow this is amazing <laughs> so I have seen you know the difference but yeah but you but still even with like casting a show or choosing a season you know mm-hmm. like there are these they're like uh, uh closer to you I'm I'm now my geography's off but you're panhandle so uh I don't know Lubbock um even Dallas, I know Dallas is not that f- close to the Panhandle, but you know those places like these, these, these uh, Plano and the, which is north of Dallas, and these types of places that have three thousand kids in a school. Uh, you don't, you know, there are different struggles with having that. With you, uh, the ki- do you have this kind of thing where if a kid auditions for a show, they're in the show it's just you figuring out where they're in the show or, or do you have enough kids that you can, you can, some kids just don't make the show at all. Yeah. We, um, have grown our theater department enough that, um, we do have enough kids that there's just sometimes we don't have room. I yeah. try to, especially for my fall play to pick, um, big cast shows. Cause I really, that's when I want everybody to be. And I feel like that's how you grow your department is you get those kids on stage and let them try it and let them feel the, awesomeness of being under the lights on the stage so um I do we started um I teach middle school um eighth graders just eighth graders we do the one I play competition with them um so and even with them I'm just I still get you know probably I don't know last year I had maybe 30 and so that was like a for us when you have you know 60 kids in one grade that's a really good turnout yeah, and I know that this is going to drop after your school year starts, but are there any, like, are you guys starting the school year sort of, quote-unquote, regularly? Yeah, Yeah. so, so far. Do you have, are you a little, because this is kind of your first, hopefully, your first normal, quote-unquote, year. Yeah. You're making a face right now, and that's that's <laughs> why I'm asking the question. <laughs> but are, are there, like, a couple of... Uh, do you have some apprehensions walking into this year? Are you nervous? Are you uh, like, how how you feeling about what's coming up? What's on the horizon? Um, well, honestly, I'm pumped. Okay. Like I'm Good. like, Good. let's do this. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. have a normal year. And I hope, yeah. I mean, I hope that with all of the, the COVID stuff that's just now, which we're right in the middle of the Delta yeah, surge yeah, yeah. right now. Yeah. And I'm just hoping that, you know, it doesn't change things for us. Yeah. But like I'm pumped. I'm like, I'm ready. Do you, do you have a season? Um, yeah, I, yeah. I've read about 50 plays this summer <laughs> trying to have my arsenal just to be ready for whatever happens. Have you, well, you're an English person. So have you always been a reader? Yes. I'm so, a huge reader. So that's easy for you, right? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I enjoy it. It's yeah. part of the things that I really like. Do you, did you find so what this is a chicken and the egg question what came first you and i know you already talked about you being in kindergarten um uh was it kindergarten or whatever it was when you were young you that was when you were bit by the bug but was your i could say that my daughter who's now about to be nine um loved reading before she loved performing even though it was very it was preschool reading it was small do you do you know which came first for you what like did you just love kind of 
text before you uh, no, I love performing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I could perform before I I could read. Okay. And actually, I was not a very good reader until this is a funny story. Until about third grade, and I discovered the Sweet Valley High books, and all of a sudden I was reading like ten of them at a time, and it totally like after that I've been a, I was a voracious reader. So that's what taught you English. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet Valley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> The Sweet Valley High books. That's really good. That that got a good chuckle out of me. Uh, th- so what about your own kids? Like, what? Did, how did that end up translating to how you mommed, how you ended up, you know, did you did you let them kind of find their way or did you kind of push anything on them? And, I, you know, you know what I mean by push on them, but uh, was there something that you kind of kind of guided them one direction or another or did you kind of let them do their own thing? Um. That's not really my mommying type. Yeah. I'm not no. a let you do your own thing. And 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 I and let me cut you off because because there are a lot of people that I think right or wrong, and some of them are parents, some of them are not, uh, think you gotta let your kids do your own thing. It's like, but that's hard. It's like right now I'm struggling because my oldest daughter uh is kind of dabbling in sports, right? And nobody in my family is athletic. Like there's no athlete. You will not find an athletic gene in in her direct family, my cousins and stuff. Sure. Whatever. But so it's, it's tough because I'm like, do you really want to do that? You know, (laughs) because, because I know, I know how it's going to turn out. Uh, I've, I've looked in the crystal ball and so I totally get it. So pretend you're just talking to me and now go. Okay. Uh, so I was very pushy about reading and very pushy about books. And my youngest is also a voracious reader. The other two are readers, but not like she is. Um, and like I said, I started their, the summer theater camp because I wanted them to do it. So they've, they've done theater their whole lives. Um, big readers. And we watch that sometimes I'm like, no, you don't have a choice. You're going to come watch Hamilton with me. We're going to go watch Hamilton. <laughs> and I took them, we went to uh, New York and watched Wicked because I wanted them to have that like in their, you know, bag of experiences. And I chose Wicked on purpose because I was like, it is like the biggest spectacular, like everything's going on and they're going to love it. And They loved it. My husband, not so much. Yeah. Uh, what does your husband do? He's an engineer. Oh, he's one of those. Okay, yeah. so he sees he sees the world completely left brained, and yes. yeah. Okay, I, we, uh, we tell people together we make one normal human being. Yeah, right. I totally get that. <laughs> I totally get that. So uh, you know, both my wife and I are. I'm definitely more left brained than she is, but uh, we are heavily. Are you know we have right brain bulging and then a little bit of left brain. So I uh, like atrophine or left brain, which I shouldn't joke about, but yeah, I totally, I totally get that. Yeah. I have like zero, zero left brain. Yeah. (laughs) Do you, so that goes along another, uh, Avenue. Do you have like a technical director or somebody that, or is it your husband that, uh, (laughs) I mean like who, who does that kind of stuff for you? The math stuff. Um, yeah, I do phone a friend to my husband a lot. Um, and especially the first year that I taught a technical theater class, there was like lots of, um, let's FaceTime him and see how this all goes together. Um, I love it though, because I learned so much because I never did anything on the technical side. Um, so 
I learned QLab with my kids. I learned um, pretty much everything along with them. So it's been, it was great that I had to do it yeah. because it really forced me to learn that stuff. Do you give your kids ownership? And like, as far as the technical side of things, like, do you say, Hey, I don't, I don't really, this isn't my bag. Like, can you, can we help each other uh, figure out how this works? Um, you know, my first year I did because I had some experienced tech people that I had kind of inherited. Um, probably I had freshmen this year and, um, I had one poor girl, we went to regionals and they had a brand new led board that had been in there for like a week. And that poor freshman had to figure out how to, how to program it, do all that. And I was like, do the best you can. (laughs) You know, I'm actually at TXCTA. I'm teaching a, um, an entire workshop. I'm, I think they're listing me as a, as like a master teacher or something like that, uh, for the workshop uh, on light boards for teachers really? though. Yeah. And it's because of that kind of idea of, Hey, you're going to have kids that are traveling from, you know, wherever it might be to, to encounter, a light board that's probably more advanced than maybe what they're used to. And so like if anybody needs to know the basics, it's you first. And then so that you're not panicking, uh, cause no kid wants to see their, their leader, uh, kind of be like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Lock the door. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's funny. So what is, yeah. what is, uh, as far as UIL is concerned with like one act play, when you were a student, what is one of your fondest memories of one act play? Oh man. So I was one of those kids you talked about not having any athletic people in your family. Um, same, same for me. And we're from this little small town that like even girls sports is like a really big deal. So I think I just remember feeling that like I found my thing, like, you know, it gave me so much self-confidence and, um, so I think um, as far as one act in particular that goes, um, we did the importance of being earnest my senior year. And um, that was my first experience with like a farce or anything like that. And I loved it. Um, and we went, I think we got to regionals with it. We never went to state while I was in high school. So um, I think that was as far as we got. That's but, okay. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't define you. Uh, yeah, the, the importance of being earnest. That was my first show to do as a, as a, as a solo director. So, uh, I love that show. yeah, yeah. If, and especially if you like cucumbers, um, <laughs> it's a good show to do. Yeah. Uh, what is, what is a show that you want to do as a director, uh, right now in, in, in your current situation? Um, kind of like I, a know, dream I, show, like my dream show, yeah. um, of course you asked me that and I just went blank. <laughs> Don't say wicked. You can't, I mean, wicked's not out there. Uh, well then if I can, if I can pick those, I'm going to pick Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, well, okay. There you go. Did you, have you uh, seen Hamilton on Broadway? No. Okay. No. And I'm very, what's very the, sorry it. here. I'll let you think about this one for a while, but okay. uh, while I ask oh, you another question, wait, it just popped oh, in my go, head. go. Second Samuel. Like if I could do any show, I would do second Samuel. Like okay. that is my one on my wish list. Uh, why, why would it be one that you wish to do, but can't do? 
Um, I just don't, I don't think I have the right, um, cast for it. Okay. Um, I don't know. And maybe I will someday, but I'm, it's going to be one of those that is like sitting on my desk, just waiting for the right sure. path to sure. walk in. Okay. Good for you. Yeah. I love the story. Uh, what is the closest, and this is ignorance, not, I don't have a crack research team sitting here like feeding me answers. So, you know, what is the closest, uh, large theater that you can access that has like the touring Broadway uh, world. Um, Amarillo does. Oh, okay. I and I've seen several shows there. Okay. And, and you're an hour from there. So that's like a, you're yeah. in, you're in, what's that? It's like a hundred miles. So it's a, it's like oh. an hour and a half. Okay. So you're investing a lot of time to go see a show or two. Yeah. Interesting. I've never been to the Amarillo. What's, what's it called? Uh, the civic center. Oh, real original. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. Yeah. And have your kids bought into theater? Your own yeah. kids? Yeah. They, my kids love it. Um, my, especially my two, my middle child, my youngest child, like they're, they're wanting, to, that's what they want for Christmas yeah. is they want to go to New York and watch Broadway plays. Oh. So sh- I really have Hades town on my list. Yeah. And more than anything, I want to watch music man with Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he is he is very underappreciated. Oh, he's amazing. Yes, he is very underappreciated. His talents. Uh, well, uh, I want to uh, don't want to take up too much more of your time, but I do need you because this is normally how I like to end things. Uh, you're going to be put on the on the spot here. You're a relatively new teacher. You teach in uh, a small town. There are a lot of people currently that I think are, uh, you know, kind of apprehensive with going into this year. Things have started to change. You've already kind of made reference to it with the Delta thing. Um, what I want you to do is uh, I, I listen to a podcast where they do what's called uh, a gas up. Um, and they they tell their audience like, hey, it's going to be OK. And then they proceed to do like a whole spiel or whatever. Uh, as a as a small town three um, A director who doesn't probably get a lot of recognition from uh, these old six and five A's, you know, because they're so big and massive and self important. Uh, tell tell some of these small smaller schools why they're just as if not more uh, important and um, recognized by. Uh, the the world of theater. Okay, well, you know, we are really important. Like I said, um, I didn't have a place in high school and I didn't have a lot of exposure. I'm super lucky to be from Canadian because we have a really big art, like a foundation of people that really love the arts. So we are, they're big supporters of the arts. Um, but a lot of these small towns don't have that. And they're, these kids are not exposed to any kind of theater and they don't get to see people making magic on stage. And that's why we're important is because we got to bring these kids and show them how to make that magic and how to find their place. You know, you, I just, that's really one of the main reasons I wanted to be a theater teacher is because I wanted these kids that didn't have a spot in school to find their spot and to find something they were good at and that they gave themselves confidence and that they loved and 
give them a reason to come to school. So, and I think, especially in these rural, rural areas, um, we've got to do that. We've got to like, you know, show these kids what it's all about. Minor